All right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I am here with my good friend, James Ireland. James, how are you doing today? I'm good. How's it going? Good. Glad to hear it. It's uh, going well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for taking the time to talk today. Of course. Awesome. So James, um, like I said, a really good friend of mine, um, someone that I've known for quite a while now and uh, very, very passionate. I would say involved with things like his church and music and, uh, you know, currently working kind of like in an office management type role, um, but a really cool guy and someone that I'm really excited to have on and chat with. So um, that's a little bit about James, but do you mind telling a little bit about your background, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Uh, so first of all, thank you for making me sound really awesome. I <laughs> originally am from New Orleans, was there until 2005 when Hurricane Katrina made us move up, me and my, at the time I was underage, um, to the Southern Indiana area in the sticks and the absolute booniest of boonies. And for the last six years, I've been here in the Detroit area serving at my, uh, at my church, New Life Church of Garden City in, in Garden City, Michigan, um, and like you said, I am currently uh, working at an office, kind of in the more managerial side of things at the office I'm at. Um, what else do you need to know? I've been playing piano since I was five. Not incredibly talented at it, but I can hold my own. I've been, <laughs> the joke at the now is that I semi-professionally sing, which I do for my church. Um, and I've been singing for, since, uh, since puberty set in, my mom, Heard me singing when I was in puberty, uh, probably like oh, 13, 14 years old. And she told mm -hmm. me, mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. And I was really offended, but I decided, she said, the only way you will get better, maybe, is if you practice. And so I practiced. I practiced a lot. So I practiced enough to be okay. So that's, uh, that's basically where we're at. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, I, when you said with, kind of like the singing and everything you were practicing and practice a lot like because you're you practice like on your own right like you're not classically or formally trained right no i've taken a few voice lessons um mm -hmm. uh, that were like paid for professional uh but that was really only a couple of years ago at the yeah pose um before that it was years of just picking up things being so much of my church experience has revolved around music from from basically birth my mom my mom sang my grandmother actually sings in her church now my great-grandmother used to sing and play music's always been a part of our whole family experience even one of my uncles owns a um karaoke business so you know hmm. part of the legacy of my family but so to bring it to you know me though in practicing it's been really you know how to sing who know how to breathe you know how to do all you know the little techniques Mm -hmm. and just learning from them and practice makes perfect um mostly self-taught or family taught yeah no that that is really cool and i remember you know just from our conversations outside outside of you know this recording how important music is to you and just that it's pretty big in your family it's really cool to hear that you know it's just something that you found passion for at a young age and just practiced and learned from people and you know a few professional lessons here and there but it's just something that you love to do and now um, it is something that you do quite often and, and you know professionally with your church yeah awesome. think about music that so that drives the passion is well there's two things first of all 
I guess there's three. First of all, it's just the family legacy. The second, though, is that there was a pretty dark time in my teen age years uh, where the only thing I really had to run to, to turn to, other than God himself, you know, in my faith, was music. It was my escape. It was my, um, it was my time and my place to get away into something other than the reality that I wasn't so fond of in my life. Um, so I ran to music and I found a lot of solace, a lot of comfort there. Um, in, in my own music, I, I would write songs. I would sit at my keyboard for hours and hours and sing through the night or just tinker around with it. But it was, it was my way to get away from what was going on in my life at that time. And the third thing is that, you know, drives the passion for music is that it is in fact universal. You know, I went to Columbia in, uh, in November next or of last year and, uh, was at this this church um, retreat of sorts, a camp, an over the weekend camp, and they were so excited. This, you know, these there was a couple of Americans that came, and they wanted when they found out that I sang and played, they were like, "Oh, you've got to play, you've got to sing." And so they moved to it twice, but um, I practiced with, and I'm like, I don't know a whole of Spanish uh, <laughs> to do this. And one of the he said in very broken English um, to me. Uh, it, what, are you, what are you talking about? It's music. Musica. He, like, he just looked at me puzzled. Like, we mm -hmm. discuss anything. We just play. Music is universal. Music is is going to be... It's going to same, follow the same basic rules whether we're in Japan or Colombia or Detroit or wherever we go. Even in, you know, on a different planet. Music is just universal. Um, it can be understand and felt by pretty much everyone who has the ability to hear, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I love that kind of idea that music is universal because I think it is something that, you know, everyone sure might have their preference on music. Like maybe someone likes rock, someone likes rap, someone likes country, whatever, but we all understand it and we can all communicate through it. And more times than not, I feel like music can bring people together and it, it doesn't care about you know, your background or how much money you make or what your views on, you know, X, Y, Z is. It, it's kind of just something that can bring people together and is universally understood. And it can, you know, it can describe a, a situation you're going through, a feeling you're having, you know, whether it's sadness, excitement, you know, whatever. So I, I definitely agree with you. And I think music's a great way to just kind of lose yourself almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely lost myself in music more than once. You can be lost in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it makes us all feel the same thing. All, all, mm -hmm. exactly. Everything you just said. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you said, kind of with the, you know, different cultures and languages, like a song that's about, you know, going through a tough time or something and getting out of that tough time, you know, for an example we might hear that in English and it's like, yes, like I feel that I can relate to it, but then you could, you know, translate that song and play it in Spanish and, you know, the people are going to feel the same exact things, right? Like it doesn't matter what language it's in. It's that universal feeling that we all can feel and hang on to. And it, it describes a situation. It doesn't matter what language it's in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can even take all of the words out forget the translation, just throw it away and all the words and still 
the music, the way it's played, the way it's composed is still going to convey that feeling. Yeah, definitely. And so, James, you mentioned earlier kind of that, um, you know, music has been one of the one of the drivers for your passion of music has been it's it's helped serve as like an escape in your life. Um, do you still feel that it is a way for you to es escape and kind of just like tune out the world and just focus on something else? Or is it more so now that you've been doing it for so long, it's like and it, it is a job for you, too. Now, like, does that kind of change? how you feel about it in any sense. So it definitely changes everything. So in, so when it became my actual job, like I am actually employed by my church, Mm-hmm. through the music for it. And that did change it initially in what I felt at the time was like a, a negative way. Like now all of a sudden this is work, you know, Yeah. not just the joy of it and, you know, like get to just be passionate. You know, the initial thing was, oh, I'm excited because I get to do something I'm passionate about and, you know, get paid for it. But then it was like, oh, wait, now music is work. But, you know, that's even evolved to I, I, music is a, is, is, is a way of living for, for me. Um, you know, I, I do a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with music. But when it comes to music, music is my work. Music is still an escape if I let it be. Uh, but I had to find the ability to like flip that switch. I had to find the ability to say, okay, all right, right I'm going to listen to this song and study it. And this is for work. And then you flip the switch and, you know, maybe even listen to that same exact song and be like, okay, I can't listen to this song too much because I'm going to get sick of it if I do. But let me really just get lost in this song and, and, and see where it takes us. Because I want to be taken wherever that artist, you know, and the composer and then all of it, you know, his, his band might have take might have intended for us to go. I want to go there. Take me there. So, uh, it's 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 both it's 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 everything Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable kind of just message to anyone listening that James just shared about like kind of having that switch and being able to turn it on and off because I think like a lot of us, we want to do something in life that we're passionate about as a career or a way to make money or just to live and it, it sometimes it's like the grass is the grass is greener on the other side kind of dilemma where you want to do it you do it and then it's like well now it's work and now I don't know if I really am passionate about it anymore because now it's work and I'm stressed because I have deadlines and whatever for it so I think being able to kind of have that switch and turn it on and off between like this is work I'm going to do it for work and that's it but then also being able to not get burned out by it and like still have it as a passion like as something that you can do completely separate from work I think that's when you kind of can find that balance Yeah. You know, the grass is greener on the other side sometimes. It really is. Most of the time, it's not. But when it is, it's usually because there's extra manure and extra rain over there. Something made that feel really good. And maybe you don't actually want it. <laughs> That is very true. I, I appreciate the analogy and the quite the visual um, imagery with that as well. But, but yeah, no, it's the, finding the switch for <laughs> so many things in life can be important, you know, whether it's yeah. uh, the balance of uh, flipping the switch on, you know, the, on the, on your TV. So that way you're not inundated with all of the fear and the chaos of the world or, or music. Like I mentioned, the finding the ability to direct your own focus. 
can be so key in living a, uh, a fulfilled, happy, you know, maybe even successful sometimes life. Um, and we're all, <laughs> none of us have arrived, I'm sure. I know I haven't anyway. Let me just speak for myself. But the ability to flip those switches in different areas of our life, areas <laughs> of our be very important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be the first to also admit, you know, I I haven't I don't have everything figured out. I haven't mastered life or you know nearly close to it. And I think that it's just that journey and figuring out how we can you know learn how to have that on and off switch on and everything, right? Like if it's work, you know, I know people, me included, have had times where you know you leave your job and you still do work after you shouldn't be doing work, and it's like you have to be able to find that switch, and you know you want to be. able to help your friends and family and be there for them and support them. But sometimes you have to be able to turn that switch off and know like, you know, I can't do that right now. Like I'm, you know, I can't pour from an empty cup uh, kind of analogy. So I think, yeah, finding that switch and that balance in, in every single aspect of our lives is important. And it's something that unfortunately I don't think we're going to find out I guess anytime soon, or even for someone listening, you're not going to probably figure it out from listening to this, this recording. But um, I think it's just a journey. And that's, you know, part of the nice thing about life, but it can also be challenging because like, there is no path or like set time when you'll figure it out. No, there isn't there, you know, when you, when, <laughs> and every time, every person's time is going to be different from the next person sitting next to them in their same family with the same genes. You can find identical twins in their time where they finally arrive. There is going to be different, you know, but back to what you just said, that is such a, that is such wisdom that you just spewed out there a second ago. You just spit and stuff out. So Self-care is important and, you know, self-care is probably on the radar more than it ever has been, as it should be, and especially Yeah. years, um, what <laughs> the world has gone through. But there should, I mean, in my opinion, in, in, in my life, I, I think I can honestly say self-care is important because I have to care for myself so that I can care for other people in my life. Yeah, I've got family, I've got friends, I've got these people that I want to do all these things for, sure, but only things just like you said an empty cup is not going to fill somebody else Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more with that. Self-care is is super important and you know, it's it's kind of a unique topic in the sense that what James finds is self-care could be the complete opposite of what I find is self-care, which could be completely opposite from what whoever's listening thinks of. So, you know, it's a, it's a unique thing and I think that we're getting better at it, but you know, maybe a few years ago or maybe a decade ago, whatever, if you say self-care, you know, you think of that has to mean like sleeping or like getting a massage or, you know, something like that, like taking a bath. Like those are, I feel like those are the stereotypical things, but I mean, self-care can be, you know, cooking your favorite meal, going out to your favorite restaurant, um, going shopping. It could be talking to a friend, you know, over the phone, whatever. So there's just so many different things that we can do to self-care, but I think it is, like you said, super important. And, Especially like you're saying, if you do want to help others or, you know, give back to your community here, you know, at a church or, you know, at a school, whatever, you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Because if you don't take care of yourself first, like then you can't be your best self for you, but also for the people that you want to help and support. Yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. So I am curious after kind of talking about that, um, you mentioned self-care being important to you. Is there any special like routines or things that you found that have really helped in your kind of personal self-care journey? <laughs> You're going to laugh. The first okay. thing on my mind, there are probably several things that I do, but the first thing that just came to my mind is I eat at least a handful of Reese's Pieces every day. <laughs> okay. um no so i i'm an introvert but i also value friendships a lot and have since birth um so sometimes even though i work with the public all day long at both of my jobs actually um sometimes self-care is a phone call with one of my bros um sometimes self-care is sitting and playing a game like on mm -hmm. on you know uh, one of the consoles or something just just leaving reality for a moment going somewhere else doing something else shooting somebody up or whatever it is uh in a game in a yes game. in a video game where we need to emphasize that <laughs> uh, self-care comes in so many forms some literally and again this is may sound funny but sometimes self-care is even though it's wednesday going ahead and getting a taco from, you know, some, whatever your favorite Mexican restaurant is, it's comfort food. It's called comfort food for a reason. It's, it's actually comforting you. Um, it's, it comes in all kinds of forms. It does. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think, you know, like we both have just said, you know, it can be different and it probably will be different for everyone and that's okay. And Yeah, I, I like the idea of you mentioning the food and comfort food. Like, I feel like we all have heard and say, like, what's your favorite comfort food or whatever. But I feel like rarely do we ever stop and think, like, why is it comfort food? Like, it's our comfort food or our favorite comfort food because it brings that comfort and it's, you know, nourishing or whatever, however you want to look at it, right? Like, I mean, maybe your comfort food is super healthy and maybe mine isn't but that doesn't make like one better than the other it's just what kind of makes you feel just happy and kind of at peace and that like comfort and maybe it's because of something you ate growing up maybe it's you know because there's a special tradition around it or just like a special restaurant that holds significant um memories or something but yeah it can be unique to everyone yeah absolutely like for example my my number one comfort food probably would be a shrimp oh boy But I grew up in New Orleans, so growing up, that was one of my favorite things to eat. I love shrimp. I love sandwiches. You put them together, and you have shrimp po' boy, and I grew up with them. So if I have one now, like I'm going to New Orleans in March uh, to visit my grandma, and when I go, one of the things that is, and she knows, one of the things we're going to do is find fresh shrimp on a po' boy somewhere, and I'll be set. I don't care about the rest of what we eat the entire trip, but I need that. I like it. And to be honest, I, it's something I'm not really familiar with. Um, it, it's funny. I actually heard of of a shrimp po' boy probably a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, what is that? And I looked, I looked it up real quick. But I've never heard of it prior to a few months ago. I've never had one. But I do like shrimp yeah. and I like sandwiches. So it, it definitely sounds like something I need to try at some point. Yeah, they're, they're, they're phenomenal. They're, it's, so actually, a shrimp po' boy is nothing special. 
by its ingredients. It's just the putting of the ingredients together. Mm hmm But yeah. okay okay well i definitely hope you you get one then and i expect uh, an update on how it was I will send you <laughs> pictures. perfect awesome so you know james another thing that uh you've, you've talked about a little bit uh today and something that you know i know you're really passionate about outside of this um talking you know having conversations with you is just your your faith and being involved with church and you kind of mentioned earlier that it's It's always kind of been something in your life, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since the age of two, I have attended church. Um, my mother uh, was a single mom for the longest time. And uh, she would tell me that, you know, about the age of two, one day she, <laughs> we weren't very um, well to do at the time. We didn't have a vehicle or anything. And so she was walking down the street from the grocery store with me. And, uh, And it happened to be a Sunday and she remembered and she would tell me so many times the story of, of walking past. There were two different churches between where we lived and the nearest grocery store. And uh, she saw two different churches over and over and over. And one, the people were very, they didn't seem very happy. They would come in, they'd go out and they, they all dress nice, but they didn't seem very happy. But on the other side of the street was another church. Those people dress nice too. They would be there. There were a lot more of them and they were happy. They, they, they looked fulfilled. They looked like they were doing well with their life. And she, she recognized, you know, clearly they can't be perfect, but at least they're happy. And she wanted, you know, like any mom, the best for her kids. So she, um, not long after we started going to that church with the happy people, <laughs> um, But, but I say that, like, I, I try to never to be negative about any group of people, but there are sometimes people who are just aren't doing it right, you know, um, whether it's a band who's struggling because their bass player just doesn't know what he's doing, or it's a church full of unhappy people because they're, they're not, they're not doing faith right. Faith is something should be something that, um, especially faith in, in, in Jesus Christ, uh, you know, the Christian faith should be something that's full of. love, hope, joy, peace, um, you know, like these are the, the cornerstones of, these are the foundational pieces of the Christian faith. Um, and sometimes you just don't do it right. But when you do put all the pieces together the right way with your faith, um, there's nothing like it. You know, some people might say that that's a crutch or, or something that you depend on. And sure, yeah, I do. But you depend on stuff too. Um, that's why you go to work or that's why, you know, we all depend upon certain things. The thing is, my faith has not let me down. You know, some people will depend upon a boyfriend or girlfriend to complete them. Like, complete me. And that's, 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 that's a nice sentiment until they let you down. So Mm hmm I'm let down. And I've been doing this for, oh, 26, 27 years now. Um, and I know people that have been Christians their entire lives and much older than me. We don't get let down. So big difference. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I, I think that's an interesting kind of statement that you said that you feel that through your faith, you have not been let down. And why I say that that's interesting is I think that a lot of times people who do practice faith, you know, whatever faith it may be, if something 
bad happens in their life, something significantly bad, maybe, you know, the loss of someone or a loss of a job, end of a relationship, whatever, that's kind of that moment where that person might be like, I've prayed, you know, constantly and now this is happening to me. Like, why? You're like, why is my faith letting me down or why is my faith failing me now? really interesting to hear you say that you don't feel like it has because you know and we don't have to get into detail or anything but i know on a personal level like you've just like anyone you've had challenges you've overcome things and stuff and just to hear you say like you still feel that you feel firm in your faith and that it never has let you down i think that's just a testament to like how much you truly value it and how you understand that even if something bad happens to you that's not like a letdown on on your faith or anything no i so yeah again not to get into it like you said but i mean i have been through abuse i've been through the loss of jobs that my mom passed away a few years ago that was kind of devastating you know i've 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 had um and some other things which we won't go into all of those but life has come <laughs> life has come and things happen but None of them happened because of my faith or lack of faith. Um, there's actually a scripture that says that it rains on the just and the unjust. And all it means is that, look, if you're on this planet, there's going to be a storm cloud that comes over you at some point. It rains on everybody. And that understanding mixed with the fact that when I have had troubles, I've run to my God, run to, faith, run to it instead of you know, blaming God or, 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 you know, it's, it's the mindset. It's the attitude of, uh, of, of using, so <laughs> using the faith for what it is intended to be is supposed to lift you up. It is supposed to provide help and hope. And instead of cursing God or, or saying, or blaming, um, you know, him for what has happened, I just turned to him because he's a father. He's described as a father because he is fatherly and, and he will just like any dad who loves his kids. He'll be like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> and wrap his arms around it and they go and fix it. And they sometimes do really good stuff. You know, it was hard when my mom um, passed, mm -hmm. but because she did, there were a lot of things that came out that actually ended up being a blessing for my grandmother and myself. Um, there was a lot of, I don't want to get into all the details, but not everything that seems bad on the surface or that feels bad immediately is bad in the long run. Sometimes those things end up working out in a way that my mom was not living the life that she wanted. She got relief from it by dying. Sure. Not the best thing that's ever happened to her, I'm sure. But she was carrying a load, a, a weight, a burden in her life that she was never going to be able to let. And so, um, and it affected our my relationship with her it affected her relationship with her mom her 
passing actually un unburdened a whole family. Um, and that's just that's just one thing that that was good that actually came out of man such a bad, but not everything that's bad mm -hmm. is going to continue to be bad forever. You know, I mean, just look at history. How many wars have been fought? But <laughs> a lot of those wars end up bringing things like the United States of America out of it. You know, bloodshed sure. is necessary for freedom. Yeah, I mean. But we are in, certainly enjoying some freedom. Yeah. Man, that, that's, it's really powerful to to hear and you know for me to just sit back here and, and kind of listen to everything you just explained i think that that's something that i think as a world you know we struggle with and especially probably people that are closer to us in age um struggle with that mentality of like that instant gratification of like something happened here's the impact of it that's all i can see like it's that kind of like short-sighted view that we have on life at times and you know, even in bad situations, good things can come out of them. And that's not to take away from the bad things that we go through. And, you know, certainly I'll, I'll be the first to say that, like, I, I know James on a very personal level. And I know that, you know, him explaining, like, everything that he explained and just shared, you know, I know that the loss of his mother is, is devastating. And it's something that has been a very tough, you know, thing for, for him and for you know, anyone would in that situation, but just being able to hear him kind of talk about how, yes, it is terrible. It was very, very bad and it's very sad, but there has been things that have come out of it that, you know, I guess you could say are good or like the, the positive out of the situation. And again, not to take away from anyone's struggles or anything that anyone's gone through, but I think just having that openness to knowing that even in bad situations, or bad events that there can be good that comes out of it. You just might not see it today. You might not see it next year. You might not see it for a few years, or you might not see it to, till the end of your life. But um, there can be, and I think we need to be open to having those experiences. Yeah, it's the circle of life, and it moves us all. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is the circle of life. So... Of course, you know, you, you just shared about like your faith and how important it is to you and everything. And I, I know that sometimes from talking to people that faith can be something that for someone that doesn't have a background in it, or maybe they did and then they fell out of it, it might be something that can be maybe intimidating to get into or to practice again or, you know, just to embrace. Do you have any advice or suggestions for anyone that's listening who might want to dive into faith again or for the first time but is a little intimidated or unsure how to do so and um so i i have so many things where do i start uh, <laughs> first of all um like if you if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking about giving this a shot give it a fair shot First of all, because like anything worth doing, it's going to take time. Um, that's the first bit of advice, just practically. 
um, first steps, I would find a church that feels comfortable. Um, if you're going to start a faith journey, you're going to want to be surrounded by people that will help you. So if there are churches near you that you've never been to, or maybe you have, and it's just been a while, check them out. Go, go see, find one that's comfortable and, and, and maybe fits you the most. Um, and maybe you won't be there forever, but having a community of people who are trying to do the same thing that you're doing, just like going to the gym and you see the, you know, the, <laughs> all the other people in their different um, areas of fitness, G going to a church where that's where everybody is in, everybody has the same intention, which is to draw closer to God, you know, do that. The third thing I would say is open up that book that you may have heard about called the Bible read and don't start at the beginning or you can, you can read any of it. It's all going to be good. I would go to, there are four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you're really wanting to know about this Christian faith, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are going to tell you all about Jesus, who he is, what, what kind of man he was. Start there, because if you're interested in the Christian faith, you either are going to like Jesus, most people do, even many who don't believe that he was who he said he was. I mean, he's kind of a good guy. Um, start there. Read about him. If you don't like what you're seeing there, you're probably not going to like the Christian faith because, well, it's all built around him, the entire thing. Um, if you have been in the faith before and you're wanting to give it a second chance, my advice to you is just do it. Just do it. You know, I've heard personally so many times different people say, you're never too far gone. You're never, and all of that's true. And it sounds trite. But the reason that people say it is because it is in fact true. Um, if, if you're still alive, if you are still breathing, if you are able to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, that means that your story is not done. It's never, never done until you're no longer here. <clears throat> it's never too late. So why wait? Go ahead and do it now. YOLO, you know, <laughs> just do it like a night. But if you're still alive, if you're still breathing, you're not done. And you can make a choice to make a change anytime. Today, two minutes from now, a year from now. But why wait? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really good advice. And I think that, you know, whether this, my question and your answer was, was specific towards getting into faith or getting into faith again after, you know, hiatus. Um, but I think it can apply to anything. Like, I think we get in that habit where we, where we do wait or we put things off or say like, you know, let me start that next month or, you know, let me do it in a couple months or ne next year or something. And I think that we get in that habit where we do that. And the next thing we know, it's been like five years and we haven't started yet. And, you know, I think it's yeah. similar to like, um, you, you brought up the gym analogy and of course, uh, you know, fitness and, and health is some things I'm passionate about. Um, a lot of people like in December will say, oh, like I'm, I'm not going to start my, my new, you know, fitness plan or my new, you know, diet plan until 
January because it's a new year. And I think there is something nice about that, like, you know, new year, fresh start kind of mentality. But as James just said, like, why wait? Like, if you think that you have poor health and maybe you, you don't feel super confident in, you know, your your body and you want to add muscle or something, you know, why wait until, you know, 30 days to start that journey now when you can get started right here? And I think, like James said, that's very true with, with faith. And I think that, you know, maybe why people put it off is because it can be intimidating or, you know, you might pick up the Bible, like James was mentioning, you might read it and say, like, what the heck is anyone talking about? Or like, you might go to a church service and not understand a single word that's being talked about. But I think that it's like, you know, with anything, you have to, you have to learn and get used to it and kind of practice it, you know, even if it's just going to church, you know, once a week, and that's all you do, you don't do anything else faith based outside of that. That's still going to take some time to get used to and to understand it and to be able to feel that you know, what's going on or how it impacts your life. So as James said, you know, um, kind of as like the practical advice, just like stick with it and, you know, give it a fair shot. And if you give it significant time and it doesn't click for you or if it doesn't feel right or you just don't enjoy it, then that's okay. I mean, you know, teach their own. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, but you'll never know if you don't give it a shot. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I kind of just touched on it, James, but I, I would love to get kind of like your take on it for the people listening. Like I mentioned getting into faith or, you know, getting back into it, it might seem confusing. You might not have any understanding of what you're reading or what you're hearing. Um, do you have any advice to anyone that might be going through that? Or if someone does start their faith journey, if they're like, what the heck is this even trying to tell me? Do you have any advice to someone like that? My <laughs> My first advice is use Google. My second advice <laughs> Don't use Google because you're going to find so many different differing opinions on so many different issues. And you're going to be like, which one's right? This guy sounds really smart. This guy sounds like he's passionate. What in the world? Um, I would say, I would say. Whether you're in church and you're hearing, you know, new phrases, new words that have no meaning to you or, or even in, in the Bible itself. One thing that I tell all Christians, everybody I talk to, or even non-Christians who are like reading random Bible, before you open up the book or whatever it is, go to the church service, whatever it is, pray. Pray. And all prayer is, and it's a fancy word, to talk to God. Communicate with this being that you may not even know if he's real. But <laughs> open up your mouth. And actually say some kind of words like what I'm about to say. God, help me to understand this the way that you want me to understand it. Just that simple phrase. Say it. Say it. Mean it. And then trust it. And then when you actually get to the Bible or you get to the church service and they're saying these weird words or whatever it is, it kind of is its own little, it's its, its own world, Christianity. Um not because it's supposed to be, but more so because the world has moved so far away from um, religions in general. You know, we're so much about ourselves and our whatever, whatever in the world society is even about these days. 
<laughs> everything religious, whether we're talking about Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, whatever, anything religious is kind of foreign. You know? Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, very just common, like, you know, it's, it's no big deal. We don't care if you're Muslim or, you know, just whatever. It's all whatever. But the things that you don't understand, if you will simply pray, God, help me to understand. A lot of times he will. Now, you'll still have questions. Absolutely. And so my second piece, my actual second piece, to keep reading. And just because you're confused about something, don't give up. There are so many actually unbiased tools out there that are just meant to help you to study the Bible because it is such a big and complex and um, it's, it's a big book. It's a big yeah. book. everything in life. It's, it's, there's a lot in it. And so they, many people, many scholars have gone and picked it apart and, and made different things to help you figure out, you know, what does this mean? Or when a story comes up and it starts mentioning something about, oh gosh, I don't even have a good example coming into my head right now, but you can look up something on that topic, find something that will, a book that's unbiased that will help you um, to study God's word because it's expansive. It is, it is infinitely expansive. It does not stop. So, but don't be discouraged. Keep on going. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that you won't be there. Dude, yeah. I'm still learning. There's a new this at least. You know, the rest of my life is a mess, but at least I've got this little topic over. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you're always growing. You're always growing deeper and stronger and wiser. And so don't stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's super helpful and super just wise wisdom about kind of the process of getting into faith or, or getting into it again. Um, you know, I, as you're talking through it, I kind of thought of how a lot of people, me included, um, you know, will say, I watched a movie or I watched a TV series or I read a book, uh, you know, like a um, a fictional book. And... I understood it a bit, but I need to watch it again. I need to read it again. I need to listen to it again yeah. in order to fully understand it. Or like, you know, I think about maybe a TV show or a movie that I enjoy. It's like, I just watched it, but now let me go Google, like, what did this mean? Or what is, can you explain the ending to me of the movie or something? And I think that is a perfect way to relate faith. And based on how you just described it, like you might need to, you know, reread something you might need to hear it again or maybe the same message by a different source you know a different um you know to use church or to use faith as an example maybe like a different pastor a different church but that's that's okay i mean just like anything that we consume uh we might not always get it our first go around but that's okay and there are those other resources or just that kind of like repetition of it that will make it more concrete and more understandable and relatable. That's actually a really good metaphor. I It took me four times watching the last 20 minutes of Inception. <laughs> really understood everything. Yeah. But I did. I was like, wait, so the rest of the movie was really good. I know I love this, but um, what? So let me watch this again. Let me watch this again. And the fourth time, I finally was like, oh, okay. It all 
makes sense now. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a perfect metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you, you agree and you, you like the metaphor. And I think that, yeah, I mean, sidebar, I, I feel the same way with Inception and to anyone that knows what Inception is or has seen it, you probably agree. You've had to watch it quite a few times to understand it, but yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting way to look at it. And like James said, like we're always, we're always, always, we are always learning. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. We're always learning and uh, we're always growing in life. And sometimes we just have like those epiphany moments where, I mean, I, one, I guess that just comes to mind for me is like, I'll listen to a song and I'll, I'll enjoy the song and I'll like, I'll listen to the words and I could probably tell you all the lyrics to the song. But then like a year later, I'll like hear the song and I'll hear like a line in it. I'll be like, oh, that's what that meant or like that like that's the true meaning of those lyrics so you know it can be just with anything that we consume again whether it's entertainment or whether it's faith or whatever you might not fully understand it right now but that's okay because you eventually it, it will make sense and that like aha light bulb moment will come on come on in your head you'll be like oh that's what it was trying to say. That's what I was supposed to get out of it. So yeah, just, you know, keep going with it and just know that not, no one understands everything right away for, for anything in life. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, not me either. If, if either of us did understand every single thing right away, I, I think life would be a lot different for both of us. <laughs> Yeah, if, if I ever get to that point, though, I, I want to at least get a Nobel Prize for it or something. Right, right. And I think that's, you know, all jokes aside, that that's kind of like a an okay, I'd say a good mindset to have, like that you're never going to figure everything out, but still like strive to figure out everything or figure out as much as you can and like don't have like a closed off mind, like be open to everything and just learning and you know, you won't master everything, but as many different experiences and information that you can learn and, and have, I think that just helps us become more well-rounded people. Yeah. yeah, whether we're talking about finances, like the stock market works, or, or, or languages, or history, world history, whatever, it's going to enrich your life. It's going mm -hmm. to and, and help you live a better one, ultimately. Yeah. Never stop learning. Never. Never. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that sometimes things can be intimidating, you know, like we, we talked about faith potentially being intimidating, I think, like, for me personally, and, you know, I'm, I'm 25. So I'm in my mid 20s. So this should be maybe more common sense or more under highly understood by people my age, but like, the whole NFT and cryptocurrency market, like, that is super intimidating to me. And I have no idea what half of it is, but like, I still want to learn about it. And I, that doesn't mean I, I want to be, you know, making NFTs left and right and investing in Ethereum and, you know, whatever. But um, it means that I want to at least have a common understanding of things because I think that will help me grow. That will expand my mind. That will allow me to have a better understanding of the world and to connect with people that are passionate about those kind of things where I can say like, oh yeah, you know, I, I heard this, you know, and then facilitate a conversation based off it. Right. Right. 
So I have to ask, um, kind of on that, is there anything, James, that right now is like something that you really want to learn that you're new to or it maybe felt intimidating or feels intimidating? Is there anything like it can be anything in the world um, that you're kind of trying to learn or would like to learn? Uh, um, yeah, I have a couple things, actually. Okay. Uh, so I am learning Spanish. Like right. by this time next year, I'm going to be pretty much fluent. Okay. That's that's the that's the goal. Um, while I was in Colombia, I made a friend Juan Pablo. I don't know if he's going to hear this, but <laughs> uh, he's to learn English. I need to learn Spanish. So we've been talking a lot. Um, like, and I try. He he makes me correct his English. He corrects my Spanish too, not nicely. I might add sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> A, a whole new language is like man, there's so much to it, especially especially him learning and me explaining to him things in English because mm -hmm. I'm, yes. um, but I'm trying to learn Spanish. So there's that. The other thing is, and, and it's hard. It's hard, man. Everything is so different. But the other thing is, oh, not really learning. It's going to be more like just getting comfortable with it. I have never stepped put inside an actual gym mm. and I, I need to I've got some health things going on I'm like I'm not sick and dying but I I need to become I need that discipline and I know that it'll help with you know everything that's going on in my body so I was just looking at the last two days I was looking at pricing I was trying to figure out which one to join I'm not doing it because it's the new year I'm doing it because well I need to, and might as well practice what I'm preaching, um, you know, and, and, and jump in and go and do it. Because if I don't do it now, just like you said a few minutes ago, it'll be five years and all of a sudden I'll be fat and, and <laughs> have, have a new disease. Um, but there's no time like the present. So I'm about to not, no, let me change that. I'm about to get to start going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I'm choosing to. I like it. Yeah, you know, I think that those are both good, good, I guess, goals, if you will, or just things that you want to learn or incorporate in your life. Um, you know, Spanish, um, awesome language, something that I took a couple of years in in school learning. So you know, definitely appreciation for the culture and uh, for the language itself. And then also, um, you know, as anyone listening knows, and as James knows uh, on a personal level, you know, fitness and health and nutrition is super. Um, important to me and something I'm passionate about. So hearing, you know, both of those goals that you have for yourself is really awesome. So, you know, I, I agree, you know, like you said, no, no time like the present. So, you know, I think that's one of the biggest messages that we want to convey to anyone listening today that there is no time like the present as, as cheesy or cliche as that might sound. It, it is true. So if there's something that you've been wanting to do or try this is your, this is your, um, your sign to go to go ahead and give it a shot and give it a fair amount of time. Um, you know, whatever that means to you. Maybe that means a month. Maybe it means a couple months. Maybe it means a year. Um, you know, just be realistic with it. Like, you know, if you want to change your body through fitness, don't say like, "Oh, I'm just going to do it for a week." And if I don't see what I want, I'm going to give up. Give it, you know, realistic time. But um, you know, just give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But kind of like James said, like, 
at least you can say that you've tried. Yeah, you gotta grab life by the horns though. While you can. Yeah. I'm full of all kinds of cliche things today. I don't know. I appreciate them. The the you know the cliches help and it helps paint paint a picture. It's, it's a good, again, I think kind of universal thing that uh, we all understand too. Well, the phrases are cliche because they're true. Like they, yeah. somebody said it, they're like, "Oh wow, that's really good," and they started saying it, and they caught on because they are true. Like these phrases just all come out of nowhere just for the fun of it. Like it's cliche because it's true. So anyway, I don't know why I said all that. No, I mean, <laughs> that's a good kind of summation of it. Cause I, I think, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard like, oh, that's so cliche or whatever, but I've never really stopped to think like it's cliche because it's true because it's, it's like been proven to, you know, whether scientifically or just anecdotally, it's been proven quote unquote to work and to be, you know, helpful or beneficial. So yeah, no, I actually really appreciate that uh that thought on that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, James, it has been a very, very fun time talking to you. And, you know, this this has been a great conversation where, you know, honestly, I'd say kind of similar to a, a personal conversation we would have, but um one where I think that, you know, myself, I've learned from you you know in this conversation i think anyone listening there's been some great takeaways that um, can help people you know just learn how to start new things try new things put yourself out there stick with things give it a shot and just not be not not be i guess scared or intimidated for anything so it's been a great conversation um as we wrap things up, is there any last like thought, message, words that you want to give to anyone listening? You can have tacos on any day of the week. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> okay. It does not have to be Taco Tuesday. Be Tuesday, man. <laughs> awesome. Um, any other thoughts or do you want to end it on that? No. So I'm sure that when this uh, podcast goes live, you'll probably tag me in Instagram and such. If you if you do want to talk more about faith uh, or music or anything, really, um, my hashtag will be on that. I'm pretty much adopted prints anywhere that I go. And if you have any questions, I would love to talk to you. I'd, I'd love to help in any way that I can. Pray for you. Talk about the Bible. Talk about Jesus. Talk about music. Whatever it is. Uh, but no, I, that's that's all I've got, man. Awesome. Yeah. And like James said, um, you know, when this episode goes live, as you all probably know, I will, uh, you know, make my social media posts and I'll also include James's uh, social media in the description of this episode. So if anything that he talked about or that we talked about today really resonated with you or you have questions or maybe you're local to us and you want to check out James's church or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, his his social media will be available for you to check out. And again, you know, like you said, whether it's to talk about any of these things or just to connect, um, I can wholeheartedly say, you know, James is one of my uh, one of my really good best friends and uh, you know, just a great guy and someone that uh, always loves to connect and talk to people and share his, you know, his experiences and beliefs and thoughts on things. So 
definitely I would encourage you to to reach out, um, especially if you do want to talk about anything that he's passionate about. He's very knowledgeable on them as well. <laughs> oh, thanks. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, he's, a, he's a great resource. And, you know, Ed, James doesn't know everything by any means. Like like we both admitted we don't know everything about life. But um, very good, um, you know, person to talk to and to have in your corner um, and to, to learn from. So definitely be sure to reach out to James. Thanks, Zach. Of course. All right, man. Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk today. It's been a pleasure as always, and I will catch you around. All right. Later. See ya.